Attention. T minus 90 seconds in counting. All systems are go. Haggard, the Grizzle, country music legend whose songs such as Okie from Muskogee and Fighting Off, Fighting Side of Me. Then, of course, Mama Tried, my personal favorite. Ramblin' Fever has passed away on his birthday. He was 79. One of them. I don't know. What did you say? Mama what? Mama Tried. Mama Tried. Mama Tried. My mother tried to raise a good boy, but I just was... Uh. I'm a trash. Too drawn to the too into devil's to bath. The... He had quite a life. <clears throat> he actually, I didn't realize this. He recorded more than three dozen number one hits. Oh, wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. Jeez. And he did t- some time in San Quentin and also played at the White House from one end of the spectrum to the other. <laughs> Jeez. Colorful life. Coast to coast. Now, did he go to jail then play at the White House? Yeah, he went to jail pretty young. I don't remember what it was for. He was a guy from Bakersfield, California. Oh, that's amazing. And um, he kind of invented yeah. outlaw country. And, and, you know, Johnny Cash got busted a couple times with the drugs, faced some small-time charges. But he was the real outlaw. Yeah, uh, Cash never did hard time. He did the hard time. Like in Merle. Pound You in the Ass prison? Right. But he Federal was probably pound the guy pounded in asses. Not, not meaning rape, space. but he probably... Yeah. I mean, he was a bad dude. He was a bad but dude. A, but a cool, so what did he bad go to jail dude. for? Robbery. Yeah. Thievery? Thievery. Yeah. Rob a bank, like in the Old West? Well, he was a hitchhiker He was the Texas. Wild West. He was pretty much epitomizing the Wild West. He was the Cowboys. He probably would have beaten the Earp Brothers at the OK Corral. He was the real deal. He knew how to handle himself. An interesting story, he met Johnny Cash a few years later, and he said, uh, you know, I really enjoyed uh, seeing you play there at at, uh, San Quentin. And Johnny Cash said, uh, oh, I didn't know you you played there too. And he says, oh, no, I was was in the audience, meaning he was actually a prisoner seeing Cash. Uh, And I was reading while he was in prison, he found that his wife was having a kid with someone else, and he went to this mental deterioration, and he kind of came out of it. He found solace in uh, country music. Yeah, Merle Haggard. He was the real deal, man. Guy, really amazing voice. Um, 
he kind of disappeared for a while. Anybody remember the, this cheap ass horror movie? It was called The Strangers. Ah, uh, Stranger. Yeah, it had Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman in it. His band was yeah, yeah, right. Merle Haggard and the Strangers. So they threw in this gimmick that this song Mama Tried was was kind of like the soundtrack of the movie, but it really didn't have anything to do with Myrtle Haggard or the song. They're just trying it was to get that these strangers that knock on the door with these masks in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere, USA. Right. And they stalk and terrorize this young uh, married couple. It was one of those viral movies where they're like, Based on true events, oh, but it wasn't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Was but it wasn't really. <laughs> right. That yeah. was a. Cre- it's like mm, this could happen. And when that yeah, did happen, it was. And we're and Hollywood's gonna say that it did happen, but it didn't. But you can just Google check it, and it was like 2005 or something like that. Yeah. I remember that. Googling that. They're like, no, there's nothing out there. Yeah. This is crazy. another Hollywood farce. Folsom Prison Blues gave Johnny Cash his first top ten country hit in 1956. But the yeah. prison with which Johnny Cash was most closely associated wasn't Folsom. It was San Quentin, a maximum security penitentiary just outside San Francisco. San Quentin is where Cash played his first ever prison concert on January 1st, 1958, a concert that helped set Merle Haggard, then a 20-year-old San Quentin inmate, on the path toward becoming a country music legend. See? Wow! So it's like, oh, yeah, Johnny Cash, you played at a prison. Well, I was in the prison when you played right. there. Have fun singing your Folsom Prison Blues. I'm getting raped in Shower Cell D. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, I don't really know much about Merle Haggard other than, other than Ramblin' Man. I, I don't know much either. I know a few of the yeah. songs, but respect them. Sexual. Sexual. Slash. Good cut. Good country biff. Love him. Uh, well, Biscardi's clanging around back there. Uh, Clabbering. Have you seen the commercial for, I think it's Geico. I could be wrong. The Settlers. Oh, it's for uh, DirecTV, the gray water. <laughs> gray, gray water soup. <laughs> this jackrabbit stew and the family lolly. Every harvest moon you get right. a lick. We're talking about, if you're just joining us, tweet us at the podcastle, at the underscore podcastle. We're talking about, we've segued gracefully from Merle Haggard to, <laughs> I think it's DirecTV's The Settlers commercials, which I love because he's like, hey there, neighbor boy. Uh, yeah, your yeah. son likes DirecTV's hanging next door. Some salted meats for the road. We live next door. Uh, settlers. <laughs> salted meats. But it's a play oh, it's on bias. Settlers. Needs his privacy. Right, like you're settling. Layers and layers and layers of clothes. Her hair rarely seen by a bonnet. The settlers. It's amazing. I just had to bring it up on the show because they, they keep adding to it and keep expanding. And I still think it's funny. You know, it hasn't gotten like the caveman. The caveman. Caveman. Right. Remember for Geico? The caveman kind of oh, like. Yeah. Ran its course and a very short-lived. I'll tell you, the cave. I think Flo has she been knocked off Progressive because I saw a Progressive commercial and she was not in it. They're oh, phasing yeah, her I, out slowly. She signed. See it. She signed like a yeah. 20, a twenty ad deal, twenty commercial deal. I mean, I would retire at her. She's the highest paid commercial oh, actress. Yeah. If you want to use that word yeah, in history of television, worth. she does radio and TV. Yeah. Here singing on the radio. She's everywhere. 
flow. She's a uh, comedian from uh, an improv actress from Second City, uh, from Chicago and L.A. Total improv actress. Yeah. The funniest line is, and then can we go get ice cream? And she's like, yeah. And sprinkles? Sprinkles are for winners. For winners. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were lactose intolerant. This isn't lactose. It's just milk. (laughs) It's milk. It's milk. That was such a 70s commercial. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's like something, a clean version of something Robert Rodriguez would do in one of his flicks. Like he throws in his commercials. Takes me back to when I used to watch a little the commercials as a kid for the Tootsie Roll. Oh, or, nice. Uh, Better Call Saul. He does those cheesy commercials. Mm. Yes. Um, you know, like even though he's like a, it's like a front because he's like a criminal. Yeah. So I, I think as we've segued into another topic, I don't know if she's still. The leading lady for a progressive. Without Googling it, how much do you guys think she's worth? I got the number right here. I'm going to say uh, $400 million. John? $400 million? Yeah, I'm going to go that high. She's been doing it quite a few years. She's the highest paid. I would say $10 million. Okay. Surprisingly, she's only worth about $1 million. Okay. Oh. Okay, that's, that's very low. Moving on. Moving That's on. very low. No, no, is in the article. for commercials? In the article, they're saying it's though, very she's low. She's got to be making, she's got to be skimming off of the top of any progressive contract that's cut because she is yeah. progressive. Oh, she rebranded the whole thing. She she was, she's the yeah. Geico lizard to uh, progressive. Yeah, they didn't, yeah. yeah, they didn't even have commercials. I mean, if they did, I didn't, I don't but, remember. Um, they have good customer service, too. That's progressive. Illinois, USAA. But what's, uh, let's get to some local what's happening in Florida right now. So, rest in peace, continuing with the theme, graphic mm-hmm. flocka stories in South Ooh. Florida. So, flocka? I don't know if you guys know what flocka is. I think it, it's some, seagulls? some kind of crazy drug down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on it right now. Des- designer dr- drug. Uh, it's called flocka or gravel, huh. and I could read chemically what it's related to, but you wouldn't even know what I was saying. No, please do. I'm trying to make a batch of it right now. <laughs> Pyruvalerone, and is the ketone analog of prolentane. Oh, never mind. That's oh a, yeah, prolentane. Yeah, prolentane. Pyruvalerone. Um, so right. anyway, apparently, sure. They were entertaining the stories, mm-hmm. but you brought us a lot of terrible mayhem, and we're not sorry to see you go. This is like the, the gas- bath salts that plague Florida, kind of. Yes, but it's called Flaca. <laughs> a task a task force combining federal, state, and local resources has successfully eliminated the drug's presence from the region, according to police officers. How, how do they even know that? That's such a silly yeah. thing to say. It's like that you know of. Sounds like a farce. Mm. Flaca. Right. Lieutenant Ozzie, Lieutenant Ozzie Tyanga of Broward County says, I'd relate it to the Chupacabra. Some people still say it still exists, but I haven't seen the it. The Puerto Rican folklore. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't really know what this drug does. I think it makes you kind of like insane. Uh, Flocker-related hospital cases fell to 54 in December after wow. averaging more than 300 a month over the summer. Admissions of Flocka users to the Broward Addiction Recovery Center fell from 
a high of 50 in July to 6 in January. So apparently it's just, it kind of like went crazy here for a little bit. And now it's all gone. It's completely gone. Yeah, good good riddance. That's that's wild. Flaca. I, I haven't seen any Flaca excited delirium cases in two or three months in my ER. That guy's eating his face. No, he's fine. It's just hot down here. Flaca. It's the humidity. I watch a lot of episodes of Cops, and Broward is one of the like, top five they always show. I'm going to check out some of the new ones, see if, see if there's any Flaca. Uh, you know, I was talking to a guy. Uh, I was telling him about my experience in Corpus Flaca. Christi last year. And I, and I was, you know, kind of showing it in the negative light. And I said, you know, I don't know what you know about Corpus Christi, Texas. And he says, oh, yeah, we watch cops. Oh, so I, I guess Moises yeah, uh, County has made several appearances. Many, People many appearances. know certain towns only by cops. Corpus Christi has made many appearances with cops. I've watched uh, a lot I of episodes. I don't watch the program. I'm surprised. It's been on, what, 23, 24 years now? Here's the premise in a nutshell of every episode of Cops. There's three segments. The first one is always a get your attention. The cops are racing yeah. to like a robbery. The second one is investigative. They kind of show up and they ask some questions and they deduce oh, this guy's got a knife and it's blood. So, so from beat to detective to uh, how a cops board. use their intelligence yeah. and, and, and good uh, morals to solve a situation like uh, talking a guy off a building or a kid. But that's pretty much every episode. And they're all in Corpus Christi, Fort Worth, Texas, or Broward County, Florida. So so what drug taking is taking Flacca's place in Fort Lauderdale, the second largest city in South Florida? Crack cocaine has grown back in as cheap as the cheap chemical escape of choice, according oh, to Captain Dana Swisher. But it is no more prevalent than it was before Flaca came on the scene. A much Good. more widespread problem problem in the area is fentanyl. A subject Fusion has recently covered, Tianga told me. It can be a mass it can be mass produced cheaply and much of it is coming from Mexico, making it harder to stem the flow. Fentanyl is bad news, man. My wall. What <laughs> is that? That's plague in California. That's like forty times stronger than like heroin. What? It's it's insane. That's, they they give it to cancer patients. Uh, my boss actually was saying when her father was uh, deteriorating and you know through chemo, fentanyl was one of the pain drugs. I mean, it's very. It shouldn't be administered outside of a hospital, and it's not. It's very. It's bad news. Ooh, Stick so to Miller yeah, Lite. Like, Come on, medical. we don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to be doing fentanyl. I mean, what, what happened to the good old days? It was just you know. Weed, coke, and yeah. whatever. Like, come on, Sex. fentanyl. What's next? Propofol. You gonna what? Michael Jackson yeah. died of. You gonna IV yourself up? It's ridiculous. Addicts yeah. come down to Florida. Their families send them down for the weather. They think they're coming to this beautiful, warm place to rehab and not have to deal with the miserableness up north. But when it comes to addiction, there's really no cure for it. So when these people fall off and relapse, we start to see problems. Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. John, are you so, doing okay yeah. there? No, I'm just eating my face. I'm fine. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Nazareth, Pennsylvania. That's what's happening in South Florida. Yeah. And what is happening in Los Angeles? Well, Los I'm going to have a – you guys are invited, although I don't think you'll be able to make it. I'm having a party theme this weekend. 
of uh, different foods. Somebody that I know is doing like a Parisian. So I'm doing a North Korean flavored <laughs> night. Uh, there's no food there, but we're going to have sides of dirt there for people to eat. How we doing it here, Chong Yang? I'll tell you what's going on in Los Angeles. There was a – you guys have seen this. There was a wild police chase. Yeah. Like really wild. I haven't seen it. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, but like doing donuts. It was almost like a drift. Uh, they, they do these shows, video drift drift. shows for motorcycles, guys who who do tricks along the right. highway in public. Idiots. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, was a lot like these that. Guys with the Mustang. It was like the guys that do the videos where they drive fast and and spit around on parallel park without hitting two cars like at thirty miles an hour. So they had these two guys, these burglary suspects. Leading police on a chase, you know, no big deal, whatever happens all the time. But they were doing donuts, and they were they took the top down of the uh, convertible they were in. It was a Mustang, and a Mustang. They showed up at a one of the homes, I, I guess a buddy's house or whatever, and yeah. they were people were giving them hugs and they were giving things back right before the cops got there. <laughs> I love it. I, I have a theory about that. It's I like think only in LA. <laughs> these guys obviously were probably convicted felons, probably on parole, uh, three strikes law. They're probably going to go to jail for 50 years. Once the cops are on you, there's eight helicopters. You're not going to get away. So I have a th- theory that they realized they were going down and they thought, fuck it, this is our one chance to be famous. Yeah, and let's, just, let's just go nuts. You know. Down in flames. So. Idiots. But it's wild, though. If you go to abc7.com, they have a whole photo montage of the uh, the chase. They're doing a donuts montage. to one point. It's, it's a montage. Burglary suspects do donuts. Lead authorities on a bizarre chase. Wow. That's awesome. Because it's raining out here today. So I guess the donuts were oh, sliding all over like all idiots. Over place. Burglary. Yeah. Wow. It's weird. L.A. LA chases are funny because you're never going fast. Yeah. Right. That's what I was just thinking. How do they have room to do donuts in L.A.? It's it's a parking lot everywhere. Well, today was probably uh, not the law, but the weather was on their side because when it rains in L.A., a lot of people don't drive. Right. So they had, you know. That's how it is. Bandwidth to act like dicks. But uh, <laughs> some bandwidth, but the tags for ABC Seven is high speed chase. <laughs> not really, not really. No. The big Don't breaking news is in LA. The other story is track the rain, uh, like track Santa Claus. You know they do. It's track the rain. Yeah. Because it's a farm <laughs> substance, so <laughs> track the rain. It never rains there. No. <laughs> never rains. I don't know. What's going on up there in uh, the island of Staten? Well, uh, sure. The apple. To, to bring it down to just that, not, not a whole lot. But uh, in New York as a whole, I'm sure everybody knows, as, uh, at least if you're a sports fan, the Yankees not off to a great start. Mets apparently oh. got some hope. But um, I still am not yes. back into baseball. I tried. We'll you need a healthy play. dose of MKT. And, uh, uh, Major League Baseball 2K6 shipped two copies. Tried. I don't I was have motivated on Monday night. I went out to the bar, and here's a quick anecdote. So there was a bar 
near me on Staten Island. It's, it's kind of a low-key sort of place, but they had a dive. A big th- it was a dive. For all yeah, for lack of a better term, it was a dive. And this Sometimes particular the best dive was offering free. Yeah. yeah, I'm a di- I'm a dive guy. It smells like mold. I like it. I yeah. work in the club. Hepatitis C. But I you're right. I, but I, I like to socialize in the dives. So this one particular dive had a big thing going on that everybody said the Friday before. Come down on Monday because they're going to have free hot dogs. I mean, I've put hot dogs down. I'm, I'm big on the dogs, the weenies. And uh, it's going to be happy hour all night. So the, the cooks called in a strike, I guess, because they all called in six of the no hot dogs. The game sucked. I was bored to death. Anyway. Yeah. It was it was not a great opener for me, and no, I I just didn't get into it. I don't know. I was, I think I was watching the the Kansas City Royals playing whoever oh, the hell they were. Nets. All right. Yeah. So that didn't really. Change. It was tough to get into uh, the game. We have it's, it's a like big a- election time. It's like the the. <laughs> The primaries that never end. Now it's come to New York, and I didn't vote in the primaries. Uh, I'm I, I'm still registered in Manhattan. It's a little bit too much of a a pain in the ass for me to go uptown to the East Side where I used to live to go vote. So I don't really care much. Um, you know, it's I'll wait. I, I don't really need. I don't think any candidate needs my vote for the primary. So I'll wait until the real election comes along. It's it's quite a turning point in election history because New York has never really been uh, a climactic state in the polls, um, at least in the primaries anyway. Right. So yeah, that's. It wasn't that a. Uh... Wasn't the no, best place you wanted to be for that kind of situation. But anyway, so that's, so, that's okay. So who's going to let you? Who the hell knows? <laughs> but in, in other news, this John is Gunn. kind of interesting in New York. Um, the longest running prisoner, longest running prison term prisoner. Yeah. Uh, this was released earlier this week, but uh, this actually happened last week. You mean like the guy that's been in jail the longest? That's the longest in his 52 right years. A guy by the name of Winston Mosley. Longest and in he, New York or longest in the country? Longest in New York. I don't know if longest in the country. But longest in, in the New York prison. The New York State prison system. It's pretty long. Yeah, a guy by the name of Winston Mosley died at the age of 81. He was made famous in a case that happened back in 1964 in Kew Gardens, Queens. A young lady named Kitty Genovese. Kitty Genovese's murder, while tragic, actually spawned the 911 system. Is the audio still bad? No, the audio is good. We're good? I just have a speechless face because I read something recently, and I I don't mean to cut you off, but I want you to elaborate on this. The Kitty Genovese was was the syndrome where people stand around and do nothing. Nothing, yeah. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. It's basically the Good Samaritan law totally dissolves when seeing a murder in front of your eyes. Now, there's a whole lot of controversy behind that. Right. But anyway, so yeah, back in 64, this young lady, Kitty Genovese, she's she's walking home. She worked as a waitress, a bartender, maitre d', whatever. She's walking home. A guy by the name of Winston, she's a white lady. 
guy by the name of Winston Mosley, an African-American gentleman, accosts her and starts harassing her. And he pulls out a knife and um, he ultimately murders the woman. It's a stab, stabbing death. Now, there's so much back and forth to this story because there were a lot of accounts defending the you know the locals saying well there was one guy who said yelled from his window said hey leave that girl alone Winston Mosley runs off but then he came back to to come after this woman later so the total number was 38 supposedly 38 people witnessed a murder and didn't do diddly shit about it yeah and Katie Genovese got stabbed to death and it's called the Genovese effect and that's called the Genovese syndrome what is that it's it had this happened a few years ago in Connecticut where some guy got hit by a car and people just like stepped over him and walked. It's where something happens, you know, somebody gets killed or beat or like whatever. And nobody cares. nobody steps in, even though there's like Good hundreds Samaritan of people around. Law. Good Samaritan law, you're supposed to help people and you know, I'm supposed to Is that go what that is? Yeah. I'm supposed to go actually go over to Germany uh, next month. I have to pay a visit to Yavoland. And good Samaritan yeah. law is very strongly enforced. That's what I've been briefed. It's very strongly Samaritan. enforced. Well, if German. anyone knows about helping people, it's the Germans. It's a Deutsch. Good Samaritan law. I've never heard of it. You don't have to help anybody. That's what, this, country help anybody. That's what this country's all about. <laughs> Treating people miserably and other people like dirt is every New Yorker's God-given right. Your yes. two minutes are up. Good night, gentlemen. So Winston Mosley just died at the age of 81, apparently showing no remorse. He was up for parole quite a few times. He was given the death sentence, but then the death sentence in New York is no longer in existence. And um, oh. oh, right. Yeah, so bring, it back. Uh, bring, bring back the old death penalty, as Archie Bunker would say. So and he bring died back the in the correctional facility in Dannemore, New York, near the Canadian border. He had been in prison for almost 52 years since July 7, 1964, was the state's longest-serving inmate. So he is gone. Yeah. He is he's finally off the earth. And this wasn't his only crime. This guy was – he was married, had kids, left his wife and kids in the middle of the night to go commit these crimes. He was on the run from the law. He didn't get arrested right away. He actually escaped from uh, – incarceration i guess he was booked and and he was being transferred and he ran off goes and rapes another woman he raped the woman oh in front of a husband before he what? raped the woman yeah he, t- he took over a, a, an, an abandoned apartment what? and uh, he was he was seeking refuge there while they were looking for him and and the owners of the house they they check on on the building and the guy's in there and he ties up the two of them, and then rapes the wife, makes the guy watch. Oh, he was also oh gosh. Philly. Yeah. God. What's this so, guy's yeah, name? Winston, Winston Mosley. I'm assuming we've all watched the, by all, I mean, all the listeners, the, uh, <clears throat> spoiler alert, O.J. Simpson in the recap of The People vs. O.J. Simpson was found not guilty. I don't know if you guys watched that. That's a spoiler. Right. Yep. But he got so, off of the crime. Oh. Oh boy! Are you? Is there a void from your loins up to your heart that suggests? <laughs> what are you going to do I with your life? Big hole in my heart. My life is over. I have no I mean, reason to live. Are very this hot. program was all I had. I, I watched it I twice. Mean, I looked forward to Tuesday. 
Right. It's some. Yes. I mean, nobody looks forward to Tuesday. No. Right. No, they don't. I mean, it's like it Monday, a, but a little bit better. Yeah. It, well, it, it brought back the exciting. You know, you can't wait till Tuesday next week became for the show. must see TV once again. I mean, it took must see TV from Thursday. Now, how are we going to do this? Are we going to start at the end? Start well, beginning. It was so brilliant. It John, was what, you, an, what was your was thoughts a, on the? It was an hour and a half. It was hour an and hour and a half. And you kept thinking it was going to end because yes. they closed with a big fade and then the music, but it was just a commercial. Started all over again. Closed with the music and the big fade out and then the commercial. When right. Simpson met with Kardashian outside the steps, I thought that was going to be the last scene yeah. with the Bible and all that. I thought oh, that was going to oh. be a fade to black. No. I thought it was ending with Darden and, and Clark leaving. That too. Their office and whatever the hell mute song was playing. John, what now, are your opinions on the, the finale? In the beginning, when OJ gets up and, and kind of, you know, Marsha Clark's like, you can get up here and testify. And he's like, yeah. well, uh, Cochran's like, well, he would just like to say something to the, to the court. Right. And Marsha Clark's like, no, he, he did. This, yeah. He's this isn't like we didn't like go over this before. Like, no, he can't just get up here and talk. If he right. wants to talk, he can. He this can, isn't uh, proper room. I can question him. And then Johnny Cochran's like, is this not still America? Can yeah. we still not just talk? Right. And Ito fell for it like he always does. And OJ yeah. talked about like how his kids are like, Daddy, when are you coming home? Like he totally used that. Do we have a clip? He of took that? the bait. That's when he cut him off. But uh, you remember how, how it really came out? Do we, have a, do we have a clip of this? Did that work? I don't, because they keep taking it down from uh, uh, YouTube. Recorded, but uh, anyway, in the original case, I'm sorry, not the original, the actual what? case. Excuse me, original. the actual case. The real life. You yeah. know, he spits it out like this. Uh, uh yes, Your Honor. Uh, just, I don't think it's such a good idea that I testify. I just want to put it out there that I would not, could not, and just did not commit these crimes. Right. Uh, thank you. Yeah. But of course, you know, when Cuba delivers the speech, I would not, could not, and did not commit these crimes. You know, I mean, it was broken up in spacey. Yeah. Right. We didn't need to see Cuba's bare ass either, right? Was that necessary? I know, the nudity. Yeah, I was like, More than okay. once. who was what's, who what's was happened? let down the entire episode? They said uh, brief nudity. I'm thinking, yeah. all right, they're gonna show, us, and yeah. then it's OJ's ass. They're gonna show wow. the murder site See, pictures or something. Chris right? Jeff yeah. 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 Who knows? You know, nothing. <laughs> the shower. Cuba's yeah, ass. It's um, funny too because they show OJ when he left so the prison so or jail, I should say, and he got out of the trial. He thought his life was going to go right back to the way it left off, and he yeah. he wasn't in tune that everybody hates you now. Yeah, right. You, know, you can't get to the Riviera. He doesn't have any room for you, Dad. Right. For you. He takes the shower like in his own house, yeah. and you know, then he like stares at himself in the mirror, almost like he's trying to. Like and he look, breaks down look, and at, look for yeah. something familiar. You know, it's like he doesn't even know who he is. He's like just staring at this guy in the mirror. It's so Not black. I'm old. He's just You know, like the juice. Oh, and then he sits down and he starts crying. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Is it, what's he gonna do? What's he A gonna puppy. say? 
how did I get away with this? Like, how did this <laughs> even happen? Like, a, what the hell? Yeah. Here, that was an emotional release right there. At least he had a puppy, though. He'll always have a friend. He's fine. This kid like comes him. in. Yeah, it was interesting. He gives what? Kardashian back the, the Bible. The possible murderer. Jason Yeah. Marco says he doesn't have room for you. And then he makes that speech. I'm going to find the real killer. Yeah. Ah. And that's where, After and I party. Everybody goes, uh, yeah. oh, yeah, we're supposed yeah. to clap here. Play, play the music. Yeah. Play, play, play the music. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, going to find Travolta. the real killer after I have this wild party. And get I laid love Travolta playing Shapiro. They did the actual footage of the interview that he did with Barbara Walters, but of course they cut out the real Shapiro and they cut it. Yeah. So what What did you think about the race card? Well, Marsha, we didn't just play the race card. We dealt it from the bottom of the bottom deck. Up. We dealt it from the Our bottom of the Barbarino, Travolta trying to play a Jewel <laughs> That's a great impression, though. It's a good impression. We we dealt it from the bottom of the deck, which is not really how Shapiro talks. Right, <laughs> he doesn't talk like that at all. No, he was trying to. He was like going through all the stereotypes in his mind. Right. Yeah, I'm a Jewish lawyer. I and love really uh, Chris Darden. You, you see how that how he gets ostracized and uh, well, you know, if I had something to do this weekend. I would just love to hit a punching bag, you know, like oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, for, for Oscar De La Hoya. Yes. What is he? That was the and he's got no friends all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, Shapiro. That was so funny. You know, I was I was thinking. I the, wonder what Shapiro thinks about the way that they wrote him, and how Travolta was so gung ho. Like he was a producer. Yeah. He's like, yeah, let's make this movie and make this guy look like an idiot. <laughs> let's like put that Travolta s s spit on it. Well, one of the things that uh, yeah. that really doesn't make right. – it doesn't add up to the actual history. And I guess it was sort of you know, writer's license, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, yeah it's true that um, Kardashian had finally had come to terms with the fact that he had doubts – about right. OJ's innocence. But the way they play it out in the show, the timeline doesn't really add up to reality because in reality, Kardashian, even though he probably knew the guy was guilty, it didn't happen so uh, fast-paced, at least not no, in the trial. No, they had to Hollywood it up. No, they had to Hollywood it up yeah. because there's an interview he does with Barbara Walters. There were two interviews. One of them right. was shortly after the trial. And I actually think I have a clip of it here. So after the trial, and he's still holding on to the innocence of, of the juice. Oh, clip. Clip. Juice. Juice. It was uh, very exciting, Barbara. Uh, left the courthouse uh, in the van. We had a van in front. And the Aerostar. We're stopping along the freeway. It's an Aerostar. The Aerostar. <laughs> Ross. Good things. But dominantly, the good things outweigh the bad, I would say, a thousand to one. People cheering like the Blanco Rock? A lot of people cheering they Reem on, on overpasses. And that just doesn't yeah. really 
run concurrent with the feelings that he had during the the show. Dave David Schwimmer's portrayal of Kardashian, you know. He's, yeah. Bobby, I've got a gift for you, a Bible, and they hug. He gives and it of course that. that was after he puked. And he's yeah. saying So so what are you gonna do now? I'm Why couldn't he puke in the toilet? I mean, come yeah. have a little self respect. It's a courthouse. <laughs> Why is there anybody else in that John? Yeah. And then uh of course at the party, he's all alone. He's he's sitting off in the corner and he says, I'm done, Jason. I'm yeah, well, back. but really, that's that as as we just described. Bye. That's not really what happened. How even <laughs> though Kardashian knew that the guy was guilty, he didn't really come to terms with it until later. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. Um, Did anyone hear it's that? It's like a slowly developing monster. Yeah. Hear what? <laughs> was that a joke? I think it was a glitch. When Biscardi said he didn't want to come to terms until later, it was like he just sucked to helium, and he goes, and I didn't want to come to terms later. Like the audio was sped up with the bandwidth of the... So oh, my head just blew up. to pieces. I thought, is that an impression? What was that? I feel like I just took Flocka. You're your Flocka. I'd be interested to hear that back if that was just through my audio or if that was recorded that way. I hope it was recorded. It was the curse of the Kardashian. Yeah. So Chloe's going to eat you. So OJ makes the speech about missing his kid. Marsha Clark cuts him off, talks about how Mark Furman being the worst thing in the world. Yes, he is. Is he on Fox News right now? Making money as a contributor to the Devil's Party? Yes, he is. Is nobody buying my book? Then she she rifles through all the evidence, the shoe size, the hair, uh, OJ's hair on the hat, on Ron Goldman, uh, the glove had Ron and Nicole's hair and OJ's blood, and the gloves are extra extra large. There's pictures of him wearing the gloves at football games. Uh, No Bronco when the limo driver got there, then there was a Bronco when they left. Darden uh, talking about how the fuse is lit, and he is out of control. The kids talk. Kids in the house mean nothing to him. The anger, the rage, <laughs> the hate builds from within and goes into the knife. And with each stab, he got a release. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. It's like an orgasm. If I were in that jury, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to come. It's injustice. If I were in that jury and I heard Johnny Cochran say that speech, innocent. times. Yeah. If I were that jury and... Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're talking over each other here. If I were in that jury and I heard Johnny Cochran give that speech about there's something about you that that is here, there's a reason for it, this has to stop, I would have said not guilty as a white dude. I would have been like, you know what? He probably did it, but you didn't prove that, and you created such a, as a guy with ADD, such a spectacle over here away from everything. I, I would have been so matters. caught up with emotion and glad to get the fuck yeah. out of there. I would have just yeah. said, not guilty. Oh, you right. know? You let this go on too much. The justice system has failed ultimately that this is going on for a year with this bullshit. And I love the black guy who raises the black power fist. <laughs> what if that Did that really happen? Oh, I want to get I to mean, that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Let's find really. out. It definitely happened for sure. It did? Uh, uh, yes. I don't know. Ready? Uh, the juror's salute was an unsubtle reminder of how much the case came to be about race. 
The juror really did give Simpson the raised fist oh, wow. as he left the courtroom. His name is Lionel Lon Cryer. Oh, he's a Black and, Panther. And as New York Times reporter, he was a – and as New York Times reporter, he was a former Black Panther whom prosecutors had inexplicably left on the panel. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I'll give you a minute to pick up your drop jaw. Yes, there was an ex-Panther on the Simpson jury. Oh, my goodness. Here is in the Washington Post commenting on the prosecutor's case against OJ. It was garbage in, garbage out, said Cryer, a former Black Panther Party member who raised his left arm in a clenched fist salute to Simpson as the panelist walked out of the courtroom on Tuesday. He didn't just raise his fist, as the Times explained. Before the verdict is read, the same juror, Lionel Cryer, a 44-year-old black man, had smiled and winked at him. So that actually... Wow. That's on the prosecution, then. Yeah. Let that slip through the loops. That actor was huge, too. You know, there was one... Yeah, it was a big fat guy. There was one fact (laughs) that the jury brought up... Monster. ...that really... I mean, the guy's guilty, but it's still kind of made for a case on, on the whole burden of proof. But uh, And I've always wondered this. One of the, the black jurors, she says something about the Bronco and the blood, and if it was such a bloody bloodbath, how is it that only one little itty-bitty drop of blood landed in the Bronco? Uh, Just, you know, when I'm, t- <laughs> yeah. when I'm driving around my grandkids, and, and they got their McNuggets Stop in my car, they make yeah. a mess all you know. I'll make more of a mess with a milkshake. He's snot the start of notes. What does that matter? And then they're like, you can ask Mark Furman that. I was like, <laughs> right. oh, you are idiots. Let's just test and the waters. Like, Get a feel never, for the never. Will I, will I convince, when, will anyone be convinced otherwise? Never, never, never. Right. So it was like, all right, fine. This has been going on nine months. It, right. I can't. It's whatever. Yeah. Not guilty. I, what are we going to do? Yeah. And then the, the reporter, hey, you going to find the real killer now? <laughs> <laughs> that was a slap in the face. Yeah, that and was that, almost as bad now? of a slap in the face as the finale of The Walking Dead was to its fans on Sunday night. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, whether you love the show or you hate it, you got to admit that finale was shit. Yo, but all they you need to give saying, people know, something better. Huge, it was, but I'm such a huge fan of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's great. Love I it. think he's just... And it totally slipped my mind. I, You know, there was all that intensity it's building nice. up. Who is this real Negan? And I had no idea who they were going to... What card they were going to draw with that one. Was it somebody who was, who was a prior cast member that everybody thought was dead? Yeah. But wasn't? Like, it was yes. the governor coming back? Was it? Um, or was it, you know, was it some Hollywood A-lister who decided to come out to Atlanta, take a pay cut? Mel Gibson. But it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And I remember saying, oh, shit, that's right. This guy was slated to be on the show. They were talking about before the season started. It was all over, you know, the, everything. The social media. Um, the project boom. casting was talking boom, yeah. about it. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Here he is. He waits till the last episode. And I right. thought he was great. And he looked so um, so haggard. Like he was still trying to put weight on again from that miniseries Texas where he had to play uh, the character Deef. Hey. And he had tuberculosis. He had the consumption. He, he was down yeah. 130 pounds. 
and he lived off of one can of tuna fish a day, and he still looked like he was in that condition. But composed. Yeah. Cool as a cucumber, but haggard. A good character, man. You know, yeah. they kept saying all season, though, that it's going to be a big cliffhanger. They were, like, every interview I read, like, a month up to the finale was it's the cliffhanger of all cliffhangers and right. that's what it was i mean it's cool now from now until then we can all try to figure out who it is right but do you think the writers even know here's what i think first of all Preach. i think a good cliffhanger would have somebody get killed as they've done in previous seasons Preach. and then and then the cliffhanger is how the fuck are they gonna get out of that there's like a hundred people with guns pointing towards them like oh well, here's what I think. I think somebody on the show, oh. I'm going to say it's Glenn. Ooh. Somebody else is in some kind of negotiation for their uh, off-camera, off the show, to return to the show. Or they want more money, and they don't know at the time of filming it if they were going to have them back. So they just left it ambiguous. That way, if they do return, they can have that character return in the next season. Or if they didn't. Then they can just say they killed him off. He died. Well, supposedly this is according to the Talking Dead, following the comic book, um, because what's him? Chris Hardwick was talking about how the character of that yes. Jeffrey Dean Morgan portrayed right. is very similar to the character that's portrayed in the comic. And I don't read the comics, so I don't know. You no. could be right. I don't know how to read. I just don't know how to read. I don't know how to read. What was it? Visual. What do they call? What's the fancy word? The politically correct word for comic books? Graphic. Uh, In, no, graphic you know novels. The yeah. Graphic comics. Exactly. You read the words, but then you look at the pictures and you start staring at the pictures, and then you forget what the words. Forget the words are. It's too much at one well, time. That's the problem. It's like. Uh, yeah. There was only one comic series I ever read in my life when I was a kid. It was Dick Tracy. Oh yeah, great. Love that was it. I read the Dick Sunday Tracy. Funnies, like the. They had like the three square strips of Derek like Amos and Andy and Garfield. I'm like, huh. yeah. <laughs> Duke, what's he gonna do? Eat next? There's I only dead. had one Marvel comic in my life. It was the Death of Superman, oh. 1992. Well, that's DC. Interesting. Whatever. I don't know. Go show how much I read graphic novels. I don't read comics either. Yeah. So I can't keep then... my attention. To to wrap OJ, you know they they let you know what everyone did. Yeah, and and of course yes. they, they the segue of in. no sunshine when she's gone into this no very sad. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, then Bill he just Withers. Walks, he walks through the crowd, you know, in his house because he's not allowed to go anywhere. He walks into the yeah. backyard drinking champagne. And yeah. He's watching that, staring at that statue of himself. That you know. Like icon. He's probably just thinking, if I wasn't this, I wouldn't have gotten off. You know, if I didn't play football, I wasn't awesome at football, I wouldn't be standing here. Right. But then again, if he wasn't awesome at football, would he be in that predicament? Probably because I don't know if he would have married Nicole Brown if he wasn't a football player. Right. That's true. He would have been. Yeah, exactly. What are white women at? That's a good (laughs) Darden has Where his own thing. Darden's got Talking. Darden and Associates or something. Uh, yeah. Garcetti's son is the mayor of Los Angeles. Yeah, yes, yeah dude. I had lunch yeah. with him a couple years back when I worked in West Hollywood. Good dude. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. I remember you telling Eric me that. Garcetti. Yeah, Eric Garcetti. I asked him what he'd do about traffic on a side story. 
and he, he said, I just want to punch a big hole through the Santa Monica Mountains. And, just put, and I said, I don't, I don't think you can do that, but I would love for you to try. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, the uh, Italian, Mexican, American. Bill Garcetti, or Mark, yes. or Eric Garcetti. Judge Ito is one of the only people that didn't write a book. Didn't write a book. Thing. He's the only one, yeah. Amazing. Cochran's got 15 firms uh, in 15 different states in the country. Well, he's dead now. He's been dead for 11 years. Right, but his yeah. firm still exists. And they, oh, right, right, we right, talked right. about this as a prior show. They keep Amazing. his office as a shrine. It's still in the same condition as if he left it. Really? The day, the day, wow. Yeah, the, his oh. office is oh. actually still... That makes me good. I'll get rid of my pants. Yeah. That's like the Phillies in Harry Callis' jacket. Uh, Shapiro's still practicing law. He actually defended Ava Longoria and Phil Spector. Phil Spector, who he lost, obviously, that case. I think Ava Longoria won. Uh, Actually, Shapiro testified against F. Lee Bailey. F. Lee Bailey, yeah. Disbarred for misconduct in Florida and Massachusetts. All over... All over that comment about Oscar De La Hoya, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't pay attention to him. Yeah. <laughs> Airport Bob. Airport, Airport Bob. D- Dershowitz, Dershowitz is such a cocky fuck. He's like, it, it, it was not the most interesting trial yeah. of my career. It's not the. I most teach at Harvard. Class. Yeah, like I, it just bores me. That was just amateur yeah. hour. Smart. Yeah, dude. well, he was in a case involving <laughs> Hank Aaron. No, I'm sorry, not Hank Aaron. He put Hank Aaron on the stand about what? Pete Rose. He was trying. Dershowitz, some years back, I remember, was working hard to keep Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame. And oh, he, what the fuck? He, so he subpoenaed a bunch of ex-ball players with Hall of Fame records to come on the stand. And I remember him talking to Hank Aaron. And I don't think Hank Aaron really cared if Pete Rose Hammer and Hank was was going to get in the Hall of Fame. And of course, Alan Dershowitz was hired to what a nerd yeah he's such a nerd he's such a such such a he's a nerd the the douche nerd 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 and uh who's the guy Sheck Barry Sheck well known for like actually getting people off on account of DNA evidence in this particular case the DNA evidence pointed to his client, and he got the guy off. He was like right. such a distraction. The, it, he usually, so he, the rest of his career was he, a, a success, <laughs> proving that the DNA was not, in fact, that of his client, and his client got off. In this particular, in the, his, his first big case, it was all pointing to his client, and his job was to keep it out. He made it look like they were doing the testing wrong. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not accurate. Like, I know more about it than you do. He founded the Innocence, the Innocence. Foundations or something. Yeah. Or something. And 20 people he's gotten off death row yeah. since, since he wow. started. Yeah, I re- yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing. Impressive. I liked yeah. him. He was one of my favorite characters in the show, the actor that yeah. played him. Oh, Rob Morrow's great. Yeah. He was just he's, like he's him. Good. Uh, yeah. Marsha, Marsha Clark writes fiction novels now. Yes, she did. Uh, and I won the case. Randomly appears on CNN. Uh, yeah. Randomly Con- appears on every woman's talk show. Like she was on The View. Oprah. I've been on Ellen. Yeah. Um, Oprah a bunch of times. Oprah a bunch of times. Interesting Girl. fact from the show. Girlfriend. The, the finality. Girlfriend. finality. Girlfriend. Did I just say? The finale of the show. She... 
talks to Chris Darden in uh, a little sidebar behind closed doors about how she was raped in Italy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is odd. Half truth. That's a fallacy. She was not raped in Italy. She was in Where was she raped? raped? In Israel. Yeah. Uh, not Italy. Why would they change that? I don't know. I'm thinking that uh, perhaps... Silicon feels. She's raped in Israel. Weinstein might have had some skin in this program and perhaps thought that it would paint the Israelis in a bad light. So they didn't want... Yeah. I'm thinking that Israeli... Hollywood didn't want... The American viewers thinking that Israelis were rapists, so that they, the, uh, the, yeah, that's probably what yeah. some guy probably yeah. changed so the said, script. Ah, Italians, everybody, you know, American girl in, in Italy, think of the picture. Yeah, yeah. some lover, Italian lover, yeah. swooning, no, this white, broad, this white dame. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Israel. You're right. How about when F. Lee Bailey, when when Shapiro starts flipping out because he's got like. You know all the black uh, security guards, and he's like, you know, freaking out. And then Effie Bailey's like, "Oh, shut up, Bob. Get in the car, or I'll tell them you're, you're Jewish." You're Jewish. Yeah. He's my favorite character, <laughs> Effie Bailey, Nathan Lane. I know yeah. he was just. I mean, so good. I I, I just uh, I love everything about Nathan Lane. He really can truly play anything. Yes, oh, so good, play. so versatile. So rounded. So skilled. He's my what favorite. Who was your favorite character Bird of the Cage? show? You're in, in it was in series. a movie. He mostly does Broadway. You know, He was, of course, yeah. Matthew Broderick in the revival of The Producers. Right. Uh, the Producers. He, he brought Max Bialystok's character back. Um, but he was actually in, uh, shortly after The Birdcage, he did this terrible movie with Val Kilmer called The Saint. Oh, yeah. Just watch No, not The Saint. I'm sorry. The movie about the blind guy. And he plays a blind doctor. Guy. And he gives Val Kilmer, who is an unknown now, um, a washed-up has-been, if you will, according hmm. to Hollywood standards. He, he gives him his vision back. At and, first yeah. sight. Yeah. But he's really just known. He doesn't like Hollywood. He's uh, I don't remember. It's called it's, uh, at, first sight. at First Sight. At First Sight. Oh, yeah. This is right before Shit. Val Kilmer got really fat. Yeah. Very chunky. Very bloated. Very husky. Well, Very it was an amazing perfect. finale. Uh, amazing I series. I don't know how they're going to follow it up with Katrina. I'm interested. I'm yeah. curious. I read there's like one interview out there with the with the creator about how he's going to do it, and I just I didn't read all of it, but it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't fit chronologically. Cry. What was the big case in America at, shortly thereafter the OJ case? It was the Jean Benet Ramsey case. Couldn't that they have made a show about that? I mean, we're we're, we're, skip, we're fast forwarding now to 2005 to a natural disaster. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah, easily make, make a show about that one, okay. but I, I think because nobody was tried. They probably thought, let's just do something outside the box and do Katrina. I, there's a million cases you could do. It's a completely different format, which I applaud them for, for doing something different. They could have done the That's case. what I'm nervous about. Yeah. Different format. Like, it's just completely different. It's not a They trial. could have done the uh, right, exactly. Robert Blake case. Everybody compared OJ 
right the there. Perfect. Robert Blake. I just I don't get this. The, the Robert Blake case actually is, would be the best one, I think. Yeah. I think the Katrina story with the crime afterwards would be an awesome like miniseries, but for an American but, crime story, maybe something like Robert they could have talked about Selena and Yolanda Saldivar was right after that case. Are there legal reasons they couldn't do that? Maybe uh, I don't know. I don't, but know. I don't get the Katrina thing. What are they gonna What are they gonna draw from the looters? Of they can the rewind. Movie? They can rewind to the past and do the Bobbits. The Bobbits. The Bobbits. Yeah. yeah. Chubby, the Menendez brothers. Choppy, choppy, or pee pee. That would that would be good. That would still be Beverly Hills. Menendez brothers. Still be in L.A. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. Keep it in L.A. Right. <laughs> Cheaper to film. Right. They could have rewound to the Rudy Valentino case of the 20s. <laughs> yes. The woman in black. Al Capone. Uh, yeah, the Black Dahlia. The Black Dahlia? Scooby McGee. So we're going to talk about a hurricane. That's, gonna be, that's what we're looking forward to. They hurricane. put the hurricane on the stand. <laughs> All right. Did you have anything to do with this tsunami <laughs> last year? <laughs> All right. You guys want to put tonight in the W column? I think so. Because I'm going to get a little chicken in my belly tonight. I'm a little tickle, 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 tickle. Ron Goldman won $33 million in a civil suit and has received about half a million. OJ was sent to 33 years in jail for parole in 2017. I was wrong. The last scene of, of the Goldmans was, what are we going to do now? Foreshadowing. See, I was under the impression that OJ was broken, cleaned out because of the lawsuit, and that he had to pay all this money. I didn't realize it was, was only so half the billion. So much that that they could. There was only so many pots that they could pull from. They couldn't touch his pension. Okay. So any money that he had to pay had to come from a legit, a legal source. And so he does, so the oh. juice decides to write this book. If I did it, I guess yeah. maybe his idea was to pay them out of that, give them what they want. I mean, I don't know. Um, even though I think he, I don't think I know he did it. I don't think that that book details how he did it, and I haven't read it. But I'm going. I I, I kind of want to, only because it doesn't. No proceeds go towards him. It goes towards the Golden Family. How much was he worth before the murder, or at the time of the murder? I don't know. I, I was in the impression like, he was worth a lot. I mean, like thirty. That's what yeah, I thought. How, yeah, where did like, all that money go to? The lawyers. Yeah, Shapiro but that's a made one point two million off of it. Apparently, some of them went pro bono. Okay. Shapiro wow. was the highest paid, even though he got relieved of command as the top attorney. You got to figure that uh, Cochran. Yeah. I had to make somewhere well into the six figures in the upper six. But God, I think I'm... a lot of people did it for pro bono. Yeah. Did he sell his house and get the money from that, or was that pro bono? He sold the house and moved to Florida. Probably bought another big house, but that was only because he wasn't welcome anywhere in Los Angeles. He got his kids out of there so the Browns couldn't adopt them. And that was it too. Yeah. The Fleet the scene. I need more. It's. A, I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life. I know. It's, you know? Uh, it's a what do you do? Chad. There's no walking dead. There's no juice. <laughs> well, what's next? There's I no Entourage. There's no Sopranos. A new Star Wars. It sucks again. 
Those hey, Game of Thrones in uh, literally less than three weeks. John, the Game premiere of that was on Sunday. Season six. Shut up. Six. April 24th, season six. Game of Thrones is the first time the season has, the show has surpassed the books. So no one knows what's oh. coming. No one, it's crazy. That's good. It's, it's quite bizarre. So they're writing the scripts as the books. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they like, mean? they know certain plot points, but they're merging characters and, yeah. you know, we obviously don't know. Only the author knows. And, There's and a metamorphosis. Creators. Yes. It's quite yeah. interesting. It's, I don't think it's ever happened before. He's a big fat man, the guy that writes the books. I like him. George R. R. Martin. What does what does the R stand for? Railroad? <laughs> Roy, Roy Rogers, right? You see those hips? <laughs> In other news, real quickly, I just wanted to mention I had a oh, nice conversation with Aaron Spencer today of OceanConservancy.org, and they are all yes. really excited about the twenty four hour podcast. Everything's uh, just crazy for them right now, real busy. Um, so she apologized for not getting back to me after I hounded her with emails for about a month. Bitch. Yeah. Answer me. Nice work, man. Um, Excited to work with them. Give, so they, I, I gave her like two months to, to get me contact information of people that were going to, were going to be, you know, interviewing for the show. Right. And, uh, I'll keep everyone updated. Oh, please do. Yeah. yeah we've been there, man. Cool scientists about, you know. Shark stuff they did in the Florida Keys and uh, whale Ooh. hunting they did in Alaska. Sea turtle creature events. I don't know. It's going to be amazing. They make That's good awesome. soup. It's going to be fun. Loop us in there, man. That would be cool. To, I'm, they're good people. I'm excited to work with those guys. Max Hello? Over here. What is wrong? Come here. Yeah, Jen's got to take me outside, too. I need to take a shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing it here? Seattle. Alright. I'm gonna go cry alone in the garage because the juice is off now. Yeah. And uh in my sorrows. We'll, we'll be back in a couple days. Uh W uh, Column, baseball season has started, the end of the Walking Dead and OJ in one week. It's a lot for us to handle. John's making some ground with the Conservancy, excited to work with them. And this has been a great show. Thank you from all of us for listening. That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Tweet us at the podcast with the underscore podcastle on iTunes. All the episodes are free previously on the podcastle at thepodbean.com. I'm Matthew Clark with Officer Michael Biscardi and Sailor John Hassinger saying <laughs> good night, everybody. Godspeed. Yeah.